Welcome back, Cap J. Hood, ESPN 1000. We're going to talk to Rick Hahn in a moment, the executive VP and general manager of Chicago White Sox. Uh, did you see this kid the Cubs have in the system, Jackson Frazier? Mm-hmm. I think he's a hot prospect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clint Frazier changed his name. Oh, changed his name? Yeah. Okay. He's still Clint underneath. Well, maybe he'll have more success with a brand new name. And a different identity. Yeah. And a different batting stance. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And the Pierce nose and the whole deal. Sure. Whatever. Uh, anyway, we've been waiting. We are excited to talk to Executive VP, General Manager, Rick Hahn of the Chicago White Sox here on Kappa J Hood. Rick, good morning. How are you? As you, you look at that, your caller ID on your phone, and when you see it's your trainer, you got to just be like breaking out in hives, right? <laughs> You know, I, I, I hate to say that because James Crook is, is outstanding at what he does and such a good human being. But, yeah, if I see his name on caller ID, I get him breaking the hives a little bit. I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, Rick, how, how difficult is it for you to assess what works and what doesn't on this roster with so many injuries? How does that does that slow your pro, your kind of process for additions for the future? Well, it slows it from the standpoint of, quite candidly we don't exactly know what we are or what we're capable of being if we don't have all our guys out there as as a unit uh, i saw some statistic earlier in the in the spring where it showed our record i think going back to 2020 when we've had you know the projected top 6 in our order all out there at the same time and with that unit I think we have something like a 650 or 675 winning percentage. It's outstanding. It's what we envisioned when we put this roster together. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, we haven't had nearly enough games with that top six altogether. So in the back of your head, you have this idea of what this is, could look like and what it's supposed to look like. But then, you know, we all get slapped in the face by cold realities, and, and you need to assess what is truly possible given uh, the health and the depth of the current roster. It doesn't change our expectations for the year dramatically, even though the personnel may be rotating a little bit more frequently than any of us want. But it does sort of impact what do you project this team to look like come August 2nd when you're on the other side of the trade deadline and, and how viable is that unit for winning a championship. So as you look at your team, like most teams don't enter the season with the hopes, dreams, and realistic aspirations of contending to win the World Series like your White Sox. And then, holy smokes, I don't know if you've had your projected eight guys play one game together because it's whether it's Aloy or it's Robert's got this or this guy's got the, or Tim's got that. It's crazy. So does that almost force your hand because Tony's looking down going, oh, I don't have Hendricks. Oh, Kelly only has seven career saves. I really don't want to use him in that role. Oh, I can't get to this guy. Oh, bummer's on the injury. Does it force your hand to have to make deals maybe sooner than you want to? Well, it's funny, Cap. You, you've known us for a long time. You know we wanted to do deals 
any chance we have to make the team better. So even if we had had a full roster and, and we're clicking on all cylinders, the idea of adding someone who could make us better as early as mid June, you know, has appeal. I mean, that goes back to shoot all the way back to Oh four when we traded for Freddie Garcia. And, you know, I think it was late June or right around now when we did it. So we're always looking for ways to get better. And the last thing you want to do, regardless of your situation is feel forced into having to do something. So last year we were fortunate in that we had an inordinate amount of injuries and we were able to plug from within and plug on the fly. And we were able to assemble a group uh, that we were able to patch together that obviously was, was able to comfortably win the division. This year it's, it's been a little bit more of a challenge, but we still believe in you know the opportunities that some of our young guys are getting and, and their ability to step up and, and fill the void here until some of the reinforcements, or excuse me, until some of our regulars are back. Ricky, the thing that, that concerns me as a White Sox fan always is just the fundamentals of little things, because the little things can help you win. Base running, outfield, communication, things like that. Fundamentally, what is your level of satisfaction on the little things that the Sox don't achieve? No, we're not happy with that at all. I mean, that drives Tony and the coaching staff you know, crazy. Uh, it's one of the major priorities from the start of, well, really their off-season planning, much less the start of spring training. So when you see fundamental errors, you see things that you know we preach throughout our, our minor league system uh, not being executed at the big league level, it, it can be very frustrating because you're right, especially when you're not necessarily at full strength, your margin of error is a lot smaller. So not being able to perhaps get a guy over or miss a cutoff man on a throw from the outfield that gives up an extra base, those are the little things that can cost you ball games. And you know I do feel... We've been able to tighten some things up versus where we were at the start of the year, but I think Tony would probably be the first to tell you that uh, we can do better in that area, and they continue to, to preach it. Yeah, I'm looking at your payroll, and again, you've got the exact numbers because you write the checks, but I believe your 40-man competitive balance tax payroll this year is seventh in baseball, 211 million dollars and I think that's the most the White Sox have ever spent do you feel and White Sox fans keep asking us this question if there's something that makes your club better but guess what we may be going into the tax that you have the money to do what you need to do because this team is legit I have the same answer I've had for years and every time I've said it it's been accurate that it's been my experience that anytime we've been Uh, We've had championship, realistic championship aspirations, as we feel we do this year. And there's been the opportunity to get better at the deadline. The resources have been there to do it. Now, we don't, you don't know until you really have a specific trade lined up and you understand the cost, both from a talent standpoint and from an economic standpoint. But it's been, you know, Jerry's nature since uh, as long as I've been here. and, And certainly even before that, when there's a chance to win, he aggressively wants us to pursue it and that's that's the way we're going to continue to operate over the next few months leading up to the deadline rick Hahn with us on cap and j hood on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app rick what surprised you most about lucas giolito's outings the last five starts oh he's i mean look he's made no secret about him underachieving uh I know he's frustrated. I know he and Ethan have been working hard at breaking down film and working on the side and dealing with any mechanical concerns they have. Uh, 
to get the ship right. The, the good news is, is we, I'm not sure we could have a better person uh, than Ethan Katz on the case. There's no one who knows Lucas's uh, pitching mechanics and, and history better than, than Ethan, other than perhaps Lucas and his dad. So uh, they're going to get this ship righted. I'm not overly concerned about that. You know, it, I know it's frustrating for Lucas, and it's, it's been a tough, what, five-game stretch for him. Uh, but, the, look, we've seen how good he's capable of being, and, and it's certainly, uh, if there's uh, a mystery to, to solve here, they're the, they're the right guys to crack it. I'm sure they will soon. Do you look back at the offseason? A lot of our listeners have said, please ask Rick about adding left-handed, run-producing bats. Do you look back and go, I wish I had done that? I mean, if you're asking, do we wish we had gotten players that would make us better? Absolutely. I mean, that's sort of, you know, table stakes for anyone who does this job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do know that there was obviously a lot of buzz about how we needed to add a player who wound up not playing this season. So I think there's uh, perhaps from the outside, it might seem a little more, uh, I don't know, attainable than it is in reality. Right. Uh, but the way we approached it was we want to find ways to uh, improve ourselves, improve our balance, improve the offensive production, uh, certainly against right-handed pitching. And in the end, the player we acquired, uh, they're the most notable player we acquired in that regard, was A.J. Pollock, who, although he doesn't hit left-handed, he does damage against right-handed pitching. He had, a, you know, I think it was roughly a 900 OPS last year against right-handed pitching and is over 800 for his career. So I think it's important when you look to solve the problem, you don't quite get so uh, pigeonholed into simplistic solutions like they need to do better against righties, so therefore they need a lefty because, you know, Pollock is one way to uh, improve in that area, and we, we feel like we did, and we've seen what he's capable of doing when he's right. Here a lot of fire Tony chants out there at uh, Guaranteed Rate. Heard it yesterday at the game uh, against Baltimore. What's your What's your reaction to the fans and how they're feeling right now with the state of the ball club? You know, I, I share Tony's sentiment, which I thought he put perfectly when he said uh, essentially that we much prefer them to be there and to care the way they do, and even if they're expressing it in a way that perhaps is negative towards him it shows that they're they're passionate they're invested and they care that's so much better than being indifferent or being absent or feeling like uh they're unable to express themselves so obviously we all want to uh, be winning on a more consistent basis and fulfilling the promise that we see in this roster uh, which hopefully uh after a solid road trip last uh last week and and uh the return of tim anderson and our guys starting to get a little healthier uh, over the next stretch, we're able to do so that you know those boos and criticisms turn into cheers. But fundamentally, you know, it's frankly I view it as a, a passionate fan base expressing themselves, and that's precisely what all of us want. So you once said to me, and I can tell you where I was standing. You were in one box, I was in another at a Blackhawks game, and I asked you about it. And Tony wasn't even your manager then. If a manager makes a controversial move that you disagree with, it's not like you're going to pick up your iPhone and call down there and go, no, I don't want you to do He's managing the game. So when Tony walks someone on one and two or Tony does whatever it is, you had said to me, as long as after the game or the next morning, the manager, whoever it is, can look me in the eye and go, here was my rationale. 
I'm cool with it. Do you still feel that way, or do you discuss these decisions? Well, first of all, I've matured a little bit so, since that conversation. <laughs> so it's, it's always the next day. It's right. been, unless it happens to be on getaway day and we're sitting next to each other on the plane or the bus, it, that, that conversation always takes place the next day. Uh, and look, it's, it's not just me. Jerry will have that conversation with the manager. Kenny will have that conversation with the manager. Uh, other people in the front office will have that conversation with the manager. But it absolutely uh, gets dissected. And to Tony's credit, Uh, Not only does he always have a reason, but he's also quite candidly open for debate and discussion and even criticism on certain uh, in-game decisions. And that's what you want in the end. You want to have an open dialogue. You want to have someone who can see both sides of the coin. At the end of the day, it is the manager's responsibility to to look in the player's eyes, to put them in the best position to succeed. and use the lineup in a way that maximizes our, our probability of winning any given ball game. Uh, you know, there are certainly many instances throughout a season where guys availability may be compromised for whatever reason. Uh, so sometimes from afar, it seems like, why isn't he doing this when there is a very good reason why he's not, but in the end, having a robust conversation again, since I've matured the next day, uh, is very much part of what we do around here, and, and I think it help, helps make all of us better. How similar are you to Jerry West in winning time during this season? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. First of all, if you ask Jerry West, it's a fictional depiction. So right. We have to say it's a fictional Jerry I, West. I see. Uh, how about, I how about the actual I'm, Rick Hahn? How about the actual? I think non, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm delightful. I think I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sure. I, I think I'm a treat to be with, uh-huh. uh, especially in game. There are others, uh, wife and family kids. members, yes. uh, who who view it differently. Who think that you know perhaps I'm I'm swearing a little too much and throwing things a little too much. Uh, I did uh, find myself recently during a home game, uh, wandering in the tunnel during the game and hearing the game on the radio, and I you know, <laughs> dropped a, dropped an f bomb, and I realized that is probably exactly what happened in winning time in one scene so maybe uh-huh. the criticisms of me might be uh, might be a little more accurate rick didn't want to leave the limo also back the limo just saying <laughs> right right uh, right so, yeah, yeah fewer limos i suppose but, yeah you know it's not the 70s anymore yeah or you're billy bean <laughs> i'm off to visalia i'm not going to watch this right right hey man we appreciate you taking time for us i know at some point these injuries are going to stop you're going to have your lineup back together and then we'll see let it roll I look forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. You appreciate you. All right, last set of White Sox tickets are coming up next.